you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey everybody, it's Tuesday, November 14th, 2023. Welcome to the NFL Fantasy Football Show. It's me, your man, MG Marcus Grant, joined by Michael F. Florio. We got a great episode for you today, folks. We are hitting up the mailbag to answer your fantasy questions after week 10. Plus, our pal Matt Okada is going to drop by with his top waiver wire targets for the week. But first, let's give the people what they want and answer some of their questions. Let's get to some other folks who might be disappointed, namely you out there in Internet land who sent us questions via Twitter, X, whatever. Uh, so let's go through these. Uh, Fred wants to know, have CJ Stroud on my bench, Lamar Jackson starting? Time to flip that? I think so. Stroud's been putting up numbers, and as good as the Ravens have been playing, it hasn't translated to big numbers for Lamar. It really hasn't. He hasn't had to play hero ball, and it has shown in his fantasy numbers. Uh, Mirror Cat wants to know, is Calvin Ridley droppable? In shallower leagues? Yeah. I mean, if you're in deeper leagues, you probably want to hold on to him. But in shallower leagues, he absolutely is. It's too much of a roller coaster and they can't find ways to get him the football consistently. Uh, you can probably find some better options out there. I think he's like wide receiver 70 something at this and, point. And the thing like early in the year, it was like, OK, zone is Christian Kirk week. Man coverage is Calvin Ridley week. And it hasn't even translated to that as of late. It's no, just frustrating. It's been really, really bad. Uh, moving on to Ken, who wants to know, is it time to let go of Aaron Jones? No, I, I know Aaron Jones didn't have a huge game this past week, but he's still Aaron Jones, right? Like if you drop him, someone else in your league is immediately going to pick him up. The upside is too high that you don't have to start him if you don't want to, but I don't think you could cut him. Yeah. I just think that the opportunity, the volume is too great to just completely let him go. Uh, Matt wants to know, why did I decide to start Jamison Williams today? I don't know, bro. Um, I, I'm guessing you had a lot of injuries and or buys. Uh, I know a lot of people were shorthanded at wide receivers, so that that could be the reason why, but yeah, until I see something from Jamison Williams, I can't advocate starting Jamison Williams. I, I had a team that was hurt bad by buys and had to start him and Quentin Johnson, and Johnson scored a touchdown. touchdown. Jamison Williams had one called back. It almost, I would have been ecstatic if that, <laughs> if that one held up. That would have been best case scenario for you. Uh, next one from Majin Bubba. Main Bubba? I don't know. What can I get from Mostert? I have A-Chan also a high-end wide receiver. Like, I know you're not going to get what you would have got a couple weeks ago, but I still think, like, top 20 wide receivers should be the goal. Yeah, I think absolutely so. Uh, but you got to do it quick on Mostert because the, the schedule gets a lot tougher. A-chan is supposed to be back potentially after the buy, so the value for Mostert is going to go down quickly, so make a move as soon as possible. Uh, last one from George who says, what do I do with Stevenson, McLaurin, and DJ? I'm assuming that's DJ Moore. Um... I don't know. You, think you, you hold start Stevenson. Yeah. Uh, I think you st McLaurin had one down game before that. He and he gets the Giants next week. Who he just thirteen or more fantasy points every single game in his career against them. And DJ Moore's potentially going to get Justin Fields back this week. Yeah, I mean, I think you hang on. You start these guys. I mean, I, I don't know who else you have on your roster, but these are three. You know, they're not studs, but they're quality players who probably deserve a spot in your in your lineup uh, on a weekly basis. So, uh, good luck. 
to you, George. Let's check in on some of the top waiver wire targets for week 11. Our pal Matt Okada's put together his list for the week. A couple of quarterbacks, Josh Dobbs, no surprise. Jordan Love, who had one of his better games for the recent month uh, this past weekend. Uh, meanwhile, running back Jalen Warren starting to get some more love. Devin Singletary could be taken over there in Houston. Keaton Mitchell continues to be explosive in Baltimore. Antonio Gibson did things this past weekend. Tajay Spears uh, continues to have a nice role there in Tennessee. And Ty Chandler, who could be moving up the ranks in Arizona. Zach Charbonnet still getting some love. And Rico Dowdle. At least one Cowboys running back can score a touchdown. It's not Tony Pollard. Uh, over to the pass catchers, Brandon Cooks, who I feel like an idiot because I dropped him last week, and then he decides to have the biggest game of his season. Noah Brown has been hot the last two weeks. Demario Douglas is the number one receiver in New, or- uh, New England for what that is worth. Jaden Reed and Romeo Dobbs came back to life. Michael Wilson looks like he might have some more juice now that Kyler is at quarterback. And Trey McBride, who we talked about earlier, but uh, always room to talk about him again. And to help us with that and more, it's our friend Matt Okada, who pins the weekly waiver wire article. Should I say pins? Because he actually types it out uh, like most mm. of us do nowadays. But you can find that online at NFL.com slash waiver wire. All right, Matt, uh, four teams on a bye this week. The Falcons, the Colts, the Patriots and the Saints all get the week off. But let's talk about some quarterbacks uh, that you might need to pick up. Josh Dobbs, man, like he is the best story in the NFL right now. Um, it's great to see him bounce around, and, but it's a great story, man, because he's playing good football. And that's really more than anything what we want in fantasy. We want somebody who's playing well. Yeah, it really is. And uh, I'm a Creed fan, as you well know, Marcus. So <laughs> it's going to be a greater story for me. I'm a little biased here. But yeah, here's the thing. The four guys on by this week, you're not starting any of them, but it doesn't really matter. Dobbs is still a QB one for me moving forward. He has averaged 24.3 fantasy points per game over the last three weeks, which included a team change 23, 25 and 25 points in those three contests. Uh, it, it, it's productive passing, but it's also and it's more importantly, elite rushing numbers. And you put those two together and you get a, very strong floor ceiling combo that I think makes him legit consideration for fantasy moving forward. If you want to know how good his rushing is seven games with 40 plus rushing yards this season, that is one short of CMC and Travis Etienne at the top of the league. And he scored a rushing touchdown in four straight games. Plus remember his 50 combined points over his two starts as a Viking have all come without Justin Jefferson who could return soon, bring maybe even some more upside Dobbs. He has upcoming matchup with, with the Broncos and the Bears. I consider him a locked and loaded QB one for both. I'm starting him down the stretch. I think he must be picked up. Agree with you there. I mean, he moonlights as an like being a rocket oh. scientist is a hobby for him. <laughs> uh, Devin Singletary, though, I have watched a lot of Devin Singletary in my day. He has never done anything like he did yesterday. Is this a one week blip on the radar or is Devin Singletary for real? That that is a tough question. And the big part about it that's tough is he's never really been given an opportunity like this. Now, 30 carries for 150 yards and a touchdown, by the way, 30 carries is not the expected opportunity, even if Damian Pierce were to never return, which we expect he probably will. But I think the big takeaway from this past game is he can handle 30 carries and be very <laughs> productive uh, he's been, you know, five foot seven, 200 pounds. So he's never gotten the true lead role, but we saw it happen for one week in Houston and it looked really good. Will that mean that he remains a bell cow when Pierce comes back? 
I think probably not. Pierce probably will still get some carries, but keep in mind, Damian Pierce was literally the least efficient back in the entire NFL prior to his injury. He was rushing at three yards a clip. So with Singletary playing like this, Damian Pierce playing as he had and now dealing with an injury that could potentially linger, we don't know. I think that Singletary is probably the lead back in general, maybe splitting time. But remember, he played in committee situations in Buffalo over the prior two seasons. He was the RB20 in fantasy over that two-year span. So I think he has good value. He's a top RB ad for me this week. He absolutely should be added. Um, Obviously, I'm going to go out on the limb and say he's not going to rush for 150 yards every week, but he should definitely be on fantasy rosters. Speaking of committees and guys who are explosive, Keaton Mitchell, he's not getting a ton of touches but he's doing a lot with his few opportunities. He's he's sort of Devon Achan 2.0 right now. Uh, I mean, I don't know how sustainable it is, Matt, but a guy, he's another guy that you just can't ignore on waivers. Yeah, uh, you stole the words right out of my mouth <laughs> and my waiver article, Marcus. I, I called him Devon Achan Light in my column this week. Extremely explosive. One play to make your day change of pace kind of back. That's on a very productive run heavy offense which means there is some opportunity there even when you're not the lead guy and yeah he was a superstar back in week nine he was a guy to stash in last week's column and then he had a solid encore this week 30 plus yard chunk plays both on the ground and through the air the 39 yard run turned into a touchdown only four touches on 11 snaps that's when i say devon Chan light that's the light part it's not great but the flip side of that coin is that he still outtouched Justice Hill and outproduced Gus Edwards. So I think that the opportunity is going to continue to grow. It really seems like it can't not continue to grow the way he's playing. And I think that you want Mitchell on your roster, not, not necessarily in your starting lineup just yet until we see more opportunity. But if it comes, you've got a star. Yeah, they have to give him more work there in Baltimore. Speaking of more work, we saw Antonio Gibson more involved this week. Uh, he was the number two Receiving option this week for the commanders behind only his backfield mate, Brian Robinson. Can we trust this moving forward? Yeah, the the wide receiver mess in Washington this past (laughs) week was very frustrating. The usage for Gibson was not so frustrating for anyone who has him or is interested in picking him up. Now, this is not going to be the case every week that it's uh, Brian number one and Antonio number two. But Gibson has now had three straight games with five plus catches and has had 40-plus receiving yards in two straight. So I think things are looking slightly up. He's increased his fantasy points in three straight weeks, 12-plus points in each of the last two. I feel like we as fantasy managers have kind of always known this was possible for Antonio Gibson and Ron Rivera and company, and Enemy are just now apparently figuring it out. So hopefully they take this lesson moving forward and say, okay, let's get him more involved. The great news here is, The commander's defense is not good. So they're going to continue giving up points and putting the offense in deficits, which means there will be more opportunity for pass catching out of the backfield. So I think Gibson is a deep flex play in PPR for now, but there is more upside to be had down the home stretch as well. And he's the kind of guy you can slide in during bye weeks in a pinch. Got to step away for a quick break, but stick around. We'll be right back. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower... 
37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. So even people like us who do this for a living and spend a lot of time studying these things do things that are a little bit foolish. Uh, for me, I looked around at Brandon Cooks and I was like, this dude hasn't had more than four catches in any game. He hasn't had more than 50 yards in any games. He hasn't had any touchdowns. Uh, you know, one league, I'm just going to leave him on my bench. In another league, I'm just going to put him straight back on the waiver wire because why not? Uh, and then he goes for 173 yards and a touchdown. I, is this is this a one-week blip, or is this the beginning of something bigger for Brandon Cooks? That seems to be the question of the week here with a lot of these guys. And this is the way I'm looking at it with Kirk's, Cooks. He was a popular sleeper pick back in 2023 fantasy drafts. It, many of us had him in that category or in that conversation. And it made sense. He's always produced at every stop along his decade-long career. He has been good. And so we said, okay, well, in this new offense situation, maybe he can be the, the number two guy for Dak. And through five weeks, that was a complete bust. And so you can't really be blamed, Marcus. It did not look good. 32 fantasy points against the Giants in week 10 looks very good. And we can chalk up some of that to the Giants D, which is terrible. But he had also posted 14 plus fantasy points in two of the three prior games. And this is this is what it boils down to for me. I think that the Cowboys offense has figured themselves out. They have started clicking much more effectively in recent weeks. And I think that it maybe took some time for Cooks to build up chemistry with Dak Prescott. Both of those things are now in place. I think they're both here to stay. Dak is the hottest quarterback in the league right now. He has more than a thousand yards and 11 touchdowns in the three games since their bye week. So maybe maybe it was the bye specifically that got them on track. I'm not sure, but I love what I'm seeing from the two of them. And just just for the record, this is the schedule. They get the Panthers next week. Not great. Maybe you're not starting Cooks. But after that, Commanders, Seahawks, Eagles, Bills, Dolphins. That is insane. Sign me up for Cooks for the next month. Yeah, they have really, since the bye week, they have discovered the deep ball again in Dallas, and it has just opened everything up. One player that we know is not a one-week blip is Noah Brown, because he joins Justin Jefferson, CeeDee Lamb, and Tyreek Hill as the only players with 150 or more yards in two consecutive games. So, next week, can we just write pencil it in right now, 150 yards? <laughs> Maybe not quite 150 yards. Uh, former uh, Cowboy Deep Ball guy, by the way, so that was a fun transition. But <laughs> listen, if you're looking at the fantasy points, Brown is probably the hottest out of the week. He has more than 50 over the last two weeks with an absurd 325 yards. I think only CeeDee Lamb has more than that over the past two weeks. Here's the context, though. Nico Collins missed Sunday's game against the Bengals in which Brown had season highs in targets and catches. In the week prior, in, in uh, Brown's breakout game, Stroud had a record-setting performance that was unbelievable and we're not super likely to see again, although he's playing at a level that maybe he can do it again. And part of that performance was Brown looking so good. Prior to Week 9, with Collins atop the depth chart before that breakout game, Brown had 114 yards and no scores total. So this is... It's either the biggest breakout of the year or a blip. I think it's somewhere in between, to be honest. I think that he drops back down to the wide receiver three role in Houston once Nico comes back. 
But the way Stroud is playing, that might still be good enough to be a wide receiver three in fantasy. So in the right matchups, in games where we expect them to throw a lot, I'm definitely okay rolling Noah Brown out there. I do not think you should expect 150 yards, but you might be able to expect 12 fantasy points. So we are scolding people who dropped Trey McBride last week and encouraging others to finally get on the bandwagon here. So please continue to encourage people to get on the Trey McBride bandwagon. Yeah, uh, let me lay it out for you. I did something unprecedented in this week's column. I just took every other tight end that would make the list, deleted them, and put Trey McBride front and center and said, you must add him. I think he is quite possibly the best pickup of the entire season. Devon HN, notwithstanding, may he return soon, which looks like he might. Listen, last week, McBride had a five-point game against the Browns. I said that was going to be his absolute floor rest of season. They were the number one worst matchup for tight ends, and he had Clayton Toon at quarterback. And lo and behold, upon Kyler's return, and Kyler looked magnificent, praise be, McBride caught eight of nine targets for 131 yards. He is a stud, and the only real question is, who are you adding him over and who are you starting him over? I know Florio gave you some takes earlier. Hold on to your britches. This is my list. You got Travis Kelsey, you got TJ Hawkinson, you got Mark Andrews. Those are the guys you're not taking over McBride. After that, I would pick up McBride and put him in my lineup over anybody else rest of season. Yeah, I mean, look, we we're always hurting for tight ends, and we found one that, that seems like he's in a great position. I don't know why anybody would go yeah. away from him. Uh, go check out Matt O'Connor's waiver wire column, NFL.com slash waiver wire. Matt, we appreciate you. Talk to you again soon. See you. That is it. We are done. We appreciate you hanging out with the NFL Fantasy Football Show. Tomorrow, we're previewing the first chunk of the Week 11 slate. You know the drill. Tell two friends to tell two friends. Rate, review, and remember, deadlines are great. I love the whooshing sound they make as they fly by. Be safe, take care of yourselves, and we'll talk to you again real soon. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish spring body wash and bar soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.